0: Hi, beautiful angels, and welcome back to the Anonymous podcast. We are here with a guest, again, the same guest that we already had in the marriage interview. Um, One of my very good friends uh, that I can't say her name. (laughs) (laughs) But she is also a pharmacist. She's a pharmacist in Texas, so I wanted to bring her on and we are going to talk birth control and she's going to answer some of my questions and then we're going to play a little true or false game with some things that I've heard about contraception. So, friend, (laughs) we were (laughs) just talking about Valentine's Day and there was a huge snowstorm in Texas and tell them tell them what you were telling me.
1: Okay, so literally, you know, went to work, It's snowing. We got about six inches of snow. Texas isn't used to it. We don't have the equipment that's needed. Everyone's at home scared, hiding, except (laughs) all of our beautiful females that wanted to get their plan B. The pharmacy, we were dispensing plan B as if it was like a top 100 drug seller. Nobody came for their diabetes medications. Nobody came for their like, you know, stroke met prophylaxis medications. Everybody came for their plan B. I mean, can you blame them? I'm, I, I, I blame priorities, you. yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, so everybody was, like, coming through the drive-thru, and they're like, hey, can I get a plan B? And I'm like, yeah.
0: And they're oh. like, do you have
1: more plan B? And I'm like, yeah, I oh yes ma'am and they're like okay thank you so much this isn't for me by the way and I'm like oh no, right
0: that's right <laughs> <laughs> it's for a friend. you're just that good of a friend you're gonna risk your life to like come get yeah. your friend some bland beef right yeah as if the real one I mean
1: I was stuck on the road for real like trying to navigate the snow because I'm I was literally stuck. So I was like, if you are coming for your friend's plan B, that means you are one of the most valuable friends on this planet.
0: <laughs> I would I would go through a snowstorm to get you plan B if you really needed it.
1: Oh, my gosh. I would probably, yeah. I, I'm one person that, like, plan everything. So I'd probably hit you up and say, please help me. Or maybe yeah. I'd, like, contact like a delivery driver, and say, hey, on your way bringing me pizza, can you stop by the pharmacy? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Hey, Postmates, I'm going to need
0: some pizza and some Plan B. Yeah. You
1: got to do what you got to do. But happy
0: post-Valentine's Day. (laughs) Happy post-Valentine's. I'm glad we all had a good one. I, oh, my God, I, in college, I went and bought a Plan B just to Uh have in case any of my friends ever needed it. And we're, like, too embarrassed to go get it or I need it. Like, I always just had one on hand just Wait, in case. can I
1: tell you? Can I think like, about the worst thing ever? Yes. So, generally, like, if you're a the side of pharmacy, you don't always want to get your meds there because you don't want all your coworkers and stuff knowing your business. Oh, my God. I hadn't one thought kind of, about that. Yeah. Like, you kind of want to keep it private. So, yeah. I mean, I feel my birth control at my pharmacy. but. I kind I needed a plan B, and it was a day that I had work, and I was like, fuck, how am I going to buy this without anybody knowing? Oh, and it was the worst thing ever, and I like had to make my husband go to a different pharmacy and buy it, because I was like, damn it, it's like, literally right there. But then I can't ring it up for myself, and everybody's going to know, and I don't want them to know I had a fun night. So <laughs> it's so bad. It's so bad. So those are like yeah. things that we always have to keep in mind. I noticed like there's a pharmacist that I know that works at a pharmacy down the road and he came by and oh we sold so much Viagra too. <laughs> I- <laughs> yes. Yes. So it was like literally Viagra, like all these men calling and they're like, Hey, um, I need my Viagra refilled. I'm like, Okay, you got it. Come on, come on down, I'll have Amazing. it ready for you in ten minutes. Good yeah. For them. But then like there's this one guy who's a pharmacist, and I'm I didn't know he's a pharmacist, so I'm like talking to him about, you know how to take it, when to take it, take it, you know, 30 minutes, to an hour before sexual activity. And he's like, you don't need to tell me anything. I, I'm a pharmacist down the street. I just don't want my coworkers knowing I have this issue. And I started laughing and he's like, I'm sure you know what I mean. I'm like, I know what you mean. What's
0: yeah. I- I- <laughs> well, interesting is like, I don't care. Like, uh, I don't care who knows I'm on, I'm on Prozac. Like that's, I'm very open about that, but yeah. I also don't think I would want I, I don't think I would want to buy it where I work. I don't know. It's just interesting. I don't like, well, like, like you said, don't no want people knowing my business.
1: Well, yeah, like if you're buying plan B, then they obviously know what you did right, right. before you came
0: to work. You know what right. I mean?
1: So then it's just like kind of awkward looking at them. And I'm like, I'm trying to avoid this. Yeah. So, yeah. It happens. It happens. It's that
0: personal work life <laughs> balance. You got to keep exactly. it separate. Yeah.
1: Exactly. And then I brought like Zach home yesterday because there was a snowstorm and he couldn't drive home. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Zach. Welcome to my home. And he's like, wow. Like, uh, um,
2: it's like, a gal, it. <laughs> he's
1: like, thank you for bringing me over. I didn't know this is what your apartment looks like. I'm like, yeah, here's a little bit more about me, which is interesting. But, and he's like, I can't wait to meet your husband. And then that, and I, I just like to keep things separate. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, yeah, but it is what it is. Okay. All
0: right, okay, let's get into the questions. You ready? ready. Yeah. Okay. So what are the different types of birth control? There's so many that I, like, didn't, like, there's, like, a sponge. Like, there's so many that I don't even know about. Yeah. So
1: that's a pretty good question. There are so many. And, like, many times when people think of birth control, they just kind of think of the pill. But Mm -hmm. um, really what we think about when we say birth control is family planning methods. Because right, you're trying to postpone starting a family and things like that. Yeah. And they all vary on their effectiveness. So, first, you have your physical protection that doesn't allow the sperm to... uh um, <laughs> <We're> kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, exactly. So... What happens What happens here is um, you have basically the male condom and the female condom, and those are what's considered physical protection, um, and that helps prevent fertility in that manner. And then you have other for the counter options um, that people forget about, and one of them is a vaginal spermicide. And I don't know if you're familiar with it, but I wasn't until pharmacy school. Um, but its job is to basically kill the sperm. Mm. So it's generally like a foam or a gel that you apply in your vagina one hour before you have sex. Mm. And, um, it's just supposed to kill the sperm when it goes into your vagina. So, um, that works that way. And some of them, some of the sponges, so you did mention a sponge that's also over the counter. You apply that about Twenty-four hours before you have sex. Wow. And yes. <laughs> Can you imagine putting a no. sponge up there? I'm like, I can't. No. And I was um, also
0: gonna say, I'd heard of spermicide lube, but I've like I've heard of spermicidal lube from yes. super bad. <laughs> Yes, exactly. (laughs) So that's how I heard about that.
2: (laughs) Yes,
1: exactly. No, but literally, I I completely forgot about it. But Mm -hmm. yeah, spermicidal lube and then foam gel. And then the the sponge sometimes has um, a spermicidal in it. And basically what it is is like a mechanical barrier as well because you just put the sperm in your vagina um, and it's supposed to absorb all the semen. And that's really how it works. And it has a little bit of spermicide in it. But the thing is, you can only keep it in there until six hours after you have sex. So if you're going to go for, like, around two or whatever, it will still work. But do you get to it out? It you just use your finger.
2: <laughs>
1: Yikes. <laughs> yeah. Is
0: spermicide uh, effective? Like, does it really kill them all? So...
1: If we want to talk about efficacy, the least effective is spermicide. Pulling out is more effective than using a spermicide. And that's especially if people don't apply it right, and they don't apply it like the exact amount of hours beforehand, so that way it kicks in. Um, And so they say that uh, about 28% of unintended, unintended pregnancies occur due to using the spermicide as a contraceptive. And I mean, twenty-eight percent is a lot. Yeah, twenty-eight, in every one hundred babies are born with for people that use a spermicide. That's that's quite a bit. That's insane. Um, pulling out um, helps avoid, or help, or there were only twenty-two percent of pregnancies that occurred using the pulling out method, which is more efficacious than inside. Because I mean, yeah. you know, the semen is still in there, and. Yeah with, with spermicide and people just don't apply it correctly versus when you pull out, you know, there's less chance. Right. So that's that. Um,
0: Sorry, go back to, go back to the different kinds you were talking about. I cut you off.
1: Okay. So I was saying that, you know, we do have the spermicide and then we have things like the sponge Mm -hmm. um, and the sponge is exactly what it sounds like. Just put a sponge up there. But sometimes like females put it in the wrong spot, or sometimes it's too big or too small for your cervix, so sometimes it doesn't work very well um so mm. it's not really that effective and then we have the hormonal drugs that constitute of the pit, um the patch a vaginal ring i'm not sure if you've heard of that, but that's
0: like like a- ring
1: <laughs> exactly okay um so like nuva ring you have there's a um Uh, uh, Depo-Provera shot. I'm not sure if you've heard of that one, but that one's every Mm -hmm. three months. I've heard of the shots. Yeah, so that one's every three months, and it has recommendations for certain people, like postpartum. It's really helpful for that because it only has like one hormone that is less risky, Um, and then we can use an implant and an IUD, and then uh, there is a non-hormonal copper iud as well. So that's basically everything that's out in the market. I mean, there's a lot more, but those are the ones that I'm uh, I see most every day.
0: What what's the difference between a copper and a hormonal iud?
1: So, the copper iud um has a longer efficacy. It works for about 10 years and it's literally like a mechanical barrier Ooh. that basically doesn't allow um, the sperm to go up your cervix. And that is how it works. It's called Paragard. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the normal IUD that we think about, like Mirena, uh, Skyla, Liletta, Kylina, all those, they have a hormone called progestin. And that hormone thickens the cervical mucus, and it doesn't allow ovulation. So you don't release an egg. If there's no egg, then the sperm can't fertilize the egg, and you can't baby. Um, So that's how the hormonal ones work. The copper one is just basically a mechanical, physical barrier that's there that does not allow the sperm to go up and implant and, like, um, fertilize the egg. Is one safer than another? Um. So a lot of people think that like not taking medications in general is safer and Mm. that just depends on the conditions that you currently have. So like if you're a smoker and if you've had breast cancer before, then yeah, maybe you do want to stay away from uh, hormones. But generally, I think they're both equal in their safety. They're both, I mean, they're both an IUD that you're putting inside of you. So they have an equal risk of basically getting um, displaced but hopefully that doesn't happen. I will say that the advantage of having the copper one is that it's effective for 10 years versus five, three mm. to five with the other IUDs. But um, it has side effects. Like it can cause your period to be heavier and it can cause some cramping, which isn't fine. So interesting. that's the basic difference is that the copper doesn't have any drug in
0: it. Okay. What would you say the most like, effective birth control is? You've already said the least effective is, like, is the Mm -hmm. spermicide, that stuff. (laughs) Um, What would you say is the most effective? So,
1: I think that it would be between the implant and the eye, and that's because it's causing a constant release of progestin, which is a hormone that we take that basically doesn't allow ovulation to take place your egg isn't released so therefore if you do have sperm then you're not fertilizing an egg and you're not making a baby mm-hmm. um there's a le- like less chance to make a mistake because it's inside of you at all times you don't forget to take it you don't right. it correctly it- day so there are studies basically comparing the efficacy between the implant and iud they say that the iud is a little bit more efficacious than the implant but a lot of people tolerate the iud much more than the implant because the implant has it causes a lot of um breakthrough bleeding which is like mm-hmm. when you have your period at random times throughout the month and you're just like what I did not know you're coming today. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. not planning on this and it's just very inconvenient. So, I would say it'd be a tie between the two. And the implant um, is the one
0: that goes in your arm, right?
1: Yeah, the implant is called Nexplanon. It's a rod that they implant in your arm that releases a constant amount of hormone every single day. Um and there's like you don't feel it at all unless you touch it. Uh but generally day to day you don't feel it, you don't think about it, like it's just there. and yeah, and it works the same way, I guess, except the IUD offers a little bit more protection because it have you seen an IUD before? It looks like a like a fish hook kind yeah, of Yeah, it's like a T thing, right? Yeah, like yeah. a T basically. So it just doesn't allow the sperm to go. I mean, it can go up there, but it thickens your cervical mucus so much that the sperm has a very hard time going up
0: interesting so the the copper iud and the bar like if you decide you do want to get pregnant do you just have those removed like even if it's before the 10 years yeah
1: so that's the nice thing about them is they're known as reversible contraceptives so they're not like a hysterectomy where you know your entire uterus is gone um, you okay. get that taken away. This is a reversible method where whenever you're ready to have a baby and you decide, okay, I'm ready to start a family, um, you just make an appointment with your OBGYN and get it taken out. Okay. Yeah, just like you got it, you know, put in. It's it's a little bit of a procedure, but it still can
0: be done. What factors would you say play into, like, which birth control you choose? Obviously, you should probably talk to your doctor But just like as a baseline, why would certain people be drawn to certain things?
1: Yeah. So like considering the multitude of options that we have, the most obvious um, factor is probably your lifestyle. So like how consistent are you with taking medications? Are you one that would forget? Um, Is it a burden on you? Do you already have to take a lot and you don't want one more? How's your blood pressure What's your medical history like? Do you have breast cancer have you or do you have a history of breast cancer because I mean birth control has estrogen, and if you increase that hormone, then the likelihood of a reoccurrence would be higher. Are you a heavy smoker uh because also birth control can increase your clot risk just like smoking mm. can so okay. have you had like a thromboembolus before because again, you know birth control can increase that risk. So then if you answered yes to those questions, maybe you'd wanna go more towards like either the condom route or the copper IUD route where you don't have a hormone that's being released at daily intervals. Um, And then are you trying to avoid getting pregnant altogether or are you trying to postpone your pregnancy? Like how much do you wanna postpone your pregnancy? If it's not by much, then don't invest a lot of money into getting an IUD, then just take pills you know? Right. And and then like, also if you're, if you just had a baby and you're a couple months postpartum, then even with the pills, you'd have to factor in that you want to take something that doesn't have estrogen. You just want to focus on progestin because, um, that that's much safer for women who are, you know, bleeding more than normal and that are breastfeeding, So, like all your health problems and health conditions, and your medical history, and your life, those things role in choosing the right uh, contraceptive for you.
0: Interesting. This is so good. Um, Yeah. Okay. Last question before we get—I keep wanting to say truth or dare, true or false, which which would (laughs) also be fun, but not this episode. (laughs) Um, Okay. What? (laughs) What in God's name is a female condom?
1: Okay, that's a very good question. So (laughs) basically, like, I, okay, have you seen one before? No, no. Okay, so really what it looks like is a pouch. Um, (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) And it has, (laughs) and basically you insert that pouch into your vagina, and it's, it's really similar to a male condom, except it has two ends to it, that have, like, a ring, like a nova ring, kind of. Mm -hmm. And there's a ring that goes inside of your, like, there's the outer ring, and an inner ring ring is what you put in, and that goes in towards your cervix. And the outer ring is what stays outside of your vagina. And basically, when you're having sex, you know, the penis goes inside of this pouch thing, Um, and it's done that way. So it's it's similar to a condom.
2: Yeah, I'm looking at pictures right now this is why, yeah
1: Yeah, it's crazy but a lot of people don't like it I mean because what they say is that it causes a lot of vaginal irritation and it's uncomfortable and it causes a lot of like decreased sensation um, during sex so a lot of couples not just females in general they opt to use a um, male condom instead interesting yeah, yeah, that doesn't. It looks, it looks kind
0: of funky. Look pleasant.
1: It looks like a cylinder, really. is yeah. what it looks
0: like. yeah. but like, who um, am I, right? Like, if, if that's your, <laughs> if that's your ish, go for it.
1: Yeah, like if that's <laughs> Good for you. If, if it's comfortable for you, do it.
0: Someone's um, but what buying I them. Like
1: a, well, like what I do like about male condoms is that many of them, pre lubricated, which is really nice. Mm. Um, I'm not sure if female condoms come in that manner they probably do but i haven't taken a really good look at the female condom (laughs) well
0: i will say like the the thing about it that's kind of nice is that then is like i don't know like i feel like it's sort of the man's responsibility and it sort of takes back the female can kind of take back the control by being like no i'm gonna use my my condom i'm gonna use a female condom but i don't know i like i said maybe that's just me spewing stuff um I mean it
1: gives options which is really nice because sometimes you want to try something else and see if something comfortable and maybe it just depends from body to body on what feels better and what works better for you so it's pretty efficacious just like a condom is but it's just not very commonly heard of I guess because maybe putting a condom on is much easier than putting something inside versus, you know, putting something outside. Dressing something is way easier than sticking something in, I feel like, sometimes, especially because of its shape and it can easily, like, crinkle.
0: And also, Um, I feel like how to put a condom on is one of the only things that's actually taught in sex head in America. So, like, people know how to do that. Exactly. Like, they just
1: bring a balloon and a banana at seventh grade. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but hey, I did want to mention something, um, so I kind of talked about like hormonal contraceptives mm-hmm. and the fact that there are two hormones generally in contraceptives, and I'd like to talk a little bit more on what they are. Please. So first, um, you can have birth control tablets that either have progestin alone, which is a hormone that helps stop from ovulating and it also causes the cervix to have a thicker mucus layer so the sperm doesn't go up does that make sense so that's Mm -hmm. how progestin works and Mm -hmm. this one is has a lot of low risks of certain side effects for people that have had like a stroke before or for smokers for example they're at higher risk for having a stroke so this one is recommended for this type of population or for example Females that just birthed, um, mm. they, are, they are at a high risk of clotting because they're bleeding more than they should. Um, and usually the progestin hormone helps make sure that that risk is avoided. So generally, those are the pills that you go for. All IUDs that have a hormone, NuvaRing, um, every single contraceptive has progestin in it. Okay, And then the other hormone is estrogen, which is the hormone that we all know about. And that one works in a similar way where it also helps you stop ovulating by suppressing the FSH surge manner. And generally, like for patients that have breast cancer and things like that, you want to avoid giving them too much estrogen. So there are pills out there that have a combo of both. um, And those are the ones that patients probably always start out on. And that helps with, like, side effects and basically stabilizing side effects so you don't have too much weight gain and things like that. Um, and then everything else that's not a pill only has progestin in it. So I just wanted to say that for an FYI. So basically, yeah. NuvaRing, IUT, um, implant, that is only that progestin hormone.
0: Interesting. But it's like you said, they do have birth controls that are also, like, the pill that also yes. just adjust that. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So the
1: pill, the pill is the only thing you'll find that has a combination
0: of estrogen
1: and progestin. Everything else is only progestin.
0: Okay. Yeah. I feel like the pill kind of gets a bad rep.
1: It does. Um, it does get a bad rep because it's generally what many females start out taking mm-hmm. and they notice a lot of changes in their bodies. And so, you know, obviously the pill, nothing doesn't come with a side effect. Right. So everybody looks back at the pill, but at the same time, um, it helps prevent pregnancy, which right. is also a right. big <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, which yeah, right. Yeah. I'd Your rather have the side effects perfect. than a baby. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's exactly. just me, yeah.
1: Sometimes I think of it that way. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. True or false? You ready? Yeah. Two condoms are better than one. Okay, so that is false. And
1: I can kind of see why people think that two condoms would be good, because you're having, like, two barriers of protection, right, just in case one of them was broken or whatever. But really, like, condoms weren't designed to be (laughs) double-backed. Like, that's Mm. not how they were designed. And what happens is sometimes sex can increase the friction between the two condoms, and that can cause a tear or a rip in the condom. So that basically negates its purpose. So that's false. Two condoms are not better than one. Stick to one.
0: Got it. Okay. You can't get pregnant on your period. That is true and false. So okay let's
1: think about what a period is so when you're on your period it means that you're shedding your uterus lining of your uterus and there's really no egg right to be fertilized so if you're on like day one or day two of your period then yeah you're not going to get pregnant there's no way you can get pregnant but if you're on like day five day six day seven then your likelihood of getting pregnant increases does that make sense? But generally, mm-hmm. it's very unlikely for you to get pregnant on your period because the egg is not there. <laughs> so what are you going to fertilize? Unless, unless you have a longer period than others and you're on, like, day five and you decide to have sex, then, yeah, you, you could increase your, your risks of getting pregnant.
0: Okay, next. Taking a bunch of birth control is equivalent to plan B.
1: So that is true, but it has to be done at the right ratios um, and at the right dosages. So Plan B um, is basically 1.5 milligrams of progestin. And we talked about how a lot of birth controls have a combination Mm -hmm. of progestin and estrogen. So you really have to know how many to take. Um, And to do that, there's a method that you can look up. It's called the UZPE method, Y-U-Z-P-E. Um, and that is a method that's used to help convert from, like, standard birth control to an emergency contraceptive uh, dose. So I definitely recommend um, not to have to go through all that and just go by a plain B, you know, instead of so having to figure out all the ratios. Right. Uh, generally, not all, not all, also this is a disclaimer, not all birth controls work. Um, in this manner. It depends on what you have. Mm. And generally, for the ones that I see most commonly dispensed, it's about two to five pills of what you're currently taking. But I wouldn't take that risk and think that it worked out well and increase the risk of side effect. I would just go buy Plan B over-the-counter. All Plan Bs are over-the-counter. You only have to be 17 to buy them by law. So I would just take that
0: route instead, but basically kind of true. (laughs) Interesting. Okay. Okay. Um, taking plan B too often can cause health problems. Okay. So there is no like limit that the
1: FDA put out as to how many plan B's you should take. Um, health problems long term I would say no so I would say this is false but short term you know when you take plan B you're going to experience some nausea vomiting upset stomach and things Mm -hmm. like that so you will feel that but what I will say is if you find yourself taking plan B Like once a week, then you need to get on a birth control. (laughs) Right. Because you are taking a 1.5 milligram dose of progestin that really shouldn't be in your body at that strength at one time. So it's not, it hasn't been studied at all, but I just would recommend, like, if you're finding yourself needing Plan B more than like, once or twice or even three times a month then go ahead and get on something maybe a patch would be good for you or a nova ring or something like an iud
0: that's just more consistent which was another one plan b is a a safe alternative to birth control so that's false
1: yeah that that would be false so you don't want to just you know take plan b every other day or whatever (laughs) just get on birth control
0: yeah Birth control causes weight gain. Okay, so this
1: one is actually true. A lot of people try to negate that, um, but it's true because studies show that women on birth control gain about three to four pounds of weight. And although they say, oh, well, it could be because her diet changed. Oh, maybe she stopped exercising. Sizing, oh, maybe because, you know, th- there's other medications that cause this. Well, what we do see is that the standard in all of this is that the patient was on birth control. So, mm-hmm. yes, you do gain weight, however, it's water weight. Um, and it's weight that can be lost easily, and so the best way to balance that water weight that you gain is to basically just watch your diet a little bit more, eat more vegetables, exercise, eat more fibers, you know, uh, drink more teas to help you go to the bathroom more and just get rid of this extra weight. So generally, the studies I saw uh, mentioned about 3 to 4 pounds in 12 months, um, which is not
0: too much not but anything compared also, to how much weight you gain when you are pregnant <laughs> exactly
2: like it's not too much but for like short girls i can
1: understand how that can play a little bit of a you know of a fight right. um that are trying to lose weight so but really once you're on birth control i think it's really important to kind of pay more attention to what you're eating because you will gain a little bit of weight right
0: yeah The pill must be taken at the same time every day.
1: That's true. That is true. So for proper efficacy of the pill, you need to make sure that you take it within the same hour every single day, uh, like every day that you're on it, Um, just so that way you're getting that right amount of hormone and you're following the right rhythm every day and nothing is being pushed back. So it's very important to be extremely consistent with your birth control. Because if you miss a dose, for example, or if you take it too late, you could have some breakthrough bleeding. I mean, you could start your period early, which is not something that you want because your body's like, oh, my gosh, I still don't have my progestin. That means I guess I can, you know, ovulate. And you're like, no, 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 I don't want you to ovulate. So I'm going to give you this pill every single day. And then your body kind of gets used to that time every day.
0: Okay. Yeah. It's bad to take the pill for too long in terms of, like, to be continuously on on the pill for a long period of time, or like years and years and years.
1: That's false um, because the pill is basically like an IUD in a different form. Okay. So, you know, our IUDs are active for about five years and plants for three years. There's nothing wrong with um, basically planning when you're ready to have a baby. So the side effects aren't harmful um, long term, it won't, like, impact your fertility or anything like that. So it's safe.
0: Okay. Birth control can impact your long-term fertility. That's false. Um, it doesn't impact your fertility. Some people see it that way just because
1: you're postponing um, when you want to have a baby or when you're ovulating. But generally, it's called planning, not negatively
0: impacting your fertility okay so this kind of goes with what we were saying earlier the period week of birth control pills are placebos
1: that is absolutely true
0: (laughs) okay good so So, that was one that I always like really (laughs) thought I was okay if I miss a placebo day like it's not the end of the world
1: yeah you're completely fine so basically the reason they have that placebo week in there is just because they don't want you to to like get off of your consistency of taking a pill every day because generally like if you're used to taking something every single day at 8 p.m then it's no big deal but if you stop for a week then you might forget to start the next month and so that's why they have that placebo you don't you do not have to take your last week of your birth control pills
0: Interesting. If your that period. one was false, I was going to be so heartbroken because that's yeah. one that I really no, like, and like, really thought.
2: No, and I mean, that's
1: like literally how it works, right? Because if you're giving yourself active hormone, then you're not going to ovulate. When you stop giving yourself active hormone, then you're going to get your period and ovulate. Okay. So, okay. Or you're going to ovulate and then you'll have your period and you'll shed everything away. So, every time you get your period, that means that you're not pregnant.
0: Your body is, like, cleaning itself and preparing right. itself to ovulate again. So, but but there is, it's interesting because there, there it's a week of placebos, but like you said, your fifth or sixth day of your period, there's still a chance of you getting pregnant, right? Yeah,
2: because, yeah, because at that point, you do have our- – Ready shed your
1: uterus mm-hmm. and your fifth day of your basically, it's just basically like the clean out days yeah. where it's just trying to get get rid of everything that's left, you know, and just kind of all the dirt that's up there, basically, just to say it in layman terms. Um, and so you could likely ovulate early, although you shouldn't. But you just never know. Everybody's body's so d- yeah, differently. Most fertile seven days that is, so. I mean. It's, it's still kind of risky.
0: Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, The pill takes a while before it starts working.
1: That's true. That's true. And if you think about it, that's because you don't have that hormone in you um, until you start taking the pill and it's going to take a little bit for it to stabilize. So they say that your first week on the pill, try to use a secondary form of protection like Either a male condom, female condom, sponge, spermicide, whatever, whatever you want to use, uh, just to make sure that you're not, you know, getting pregnant, and and you give it some time to kick in. Okay.
0: Okay. Yeah. Uh, so this one is obviously obviously false, but just just to reiterate, you can't get pregnant while on birth control.
1: So yeah, that is false because. They can still fail due to certain factors, like, for example, drug interactions. Generally, if patients take antibiotics, antibiotics lessen the
0: efficacy of birth control, believe it or not. Yeah, that's that's one I didn't know about until, like, recently. And I was like, excuse me, why? (laughs) (laughs)
1: Yeah, so, like, that's one thing that I always tell my patients. Unless they're, like, 85 or whatever, no matter how old they are, if they fall into the spectrum of basically post-13 to probably 60, I always say, I'm like, hey, and this is not for you, but I want to make sure that you go home knowing that this antibiotic could affect the efficacy or change the efficacy of your birth control. So make sure that, you know, if you are have a secondary measure of protection, everybody's always so appreciative because I mean, you wouldn't want to, Think that you're protected when you're not, right? You know, right? Or like forgetting, forgetting to take the pill. So let's say that you go, you know, one week taking it consistently, and then you forget to take it a couple of days or like three days, and then you start taking it again. Well, then you could increase your chances of getting pregnant, right? Um, because that hormone isn't at consistent ratios in your body, so. You can get pregnant, unfortunately, on birth control if you're not doing it right and not paying attention to everything that you're doing. Right. But but the efficacy of birth control is about, like, 88%, which is very high.
0: Yeah. So. And that's the pill, right?
2: <laughs> that's the pill, Because obviously yeah.
0: the other ones are – it's, like I said, like we were talking about, nice because you kind of can just let it be. Like, you're just, you don't have to, like yeah. – there's not as much active effort, Exactly. It, right? Like
1: you kinda just, you know, worry about it the first couple of days that you undergo your procedure and then you're just kind of living life and forgetting yeah. about it. Now, what I will say is that with antibiotics as well, you would want to use a secondary measure of protection because okay. it's that same hormone that's in the birth control pill that's in the IUD and the implant and the Nova ring and what have you the shot and everything else Interesting. so you would no matter what when you're in on antibiotics want to use like a condom or something like that
0: okay that's great yeah. um on that note sort of an iud hurts like a motherfucker oh my god don't get me started <laughs> <laughs> oh my god
1: it hurts okay so, good
0: i love the honesty well listen
1: let me let me tell you something. It depends. It does depend on patient to patient. It depends on if you've given birth before, if you have or if you've had a pap smear for example. But generally, if you've given birth, then your cervix would have been dilated beforehand and so you don't experience the pain that goes into them inserting the IUD and dilating your cervix. Or if you've had a pap smear before, then you wouldn't experience that either. But if you had it, then it's an extremely painful process. And I recommend pre-medicating before you go to get your IUD because it was not fine. And okay. then, like, after after they put the IUD in there, they're done. Like, it's not about the procedure. It's just about, like, the hormone being released at constant rates causing a lot of cramping mm-hmm. and I experienced a lot of back pain. Just, you know, when you have lower back pain when you're on your period? Yes, I do. That's literally what I felt. And I had to go get, like, heating pads. And I was, like, Mm -hmm. I had to crawl. Like, it was such a dramatic experience. But it only lasted for three days, and you're good after that.
0: Okay. But, yeah,
1: I I would say that's something that I didn't know going into getting an IUD just because, you know, we talk about an IUD as if it's, like, a pill or whatever. Right. Something super casual but it's painful if you if you hadn't had a baby or hadn't had a pap, s- pap smear hadn't dilated your cervix for another reason i don't know
0: yeah <laughs> oh my god okay again i appreciate the honesty yeah <laughs> um, i
1: think other other all your beautiful angels would too yes
0: yes <laughs> anything for the angels knowing, right? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh, but again, not as bad as labor. <laughs> it's not as bad as no. labor. <laughs> you always have to think
1: about that. You're like, it's either this or, right. you know, going through nine right. months of pregnancy, which isn't easy, let's be honest. Like, right. that's probably not a, you know. Right. Nobody talks about how painful pregnancy is, but that messes with all your hormones and
0: all your emotions. Right. <laughs> All your weight.
1: (laughs) All your weight. Oh, my gosh. All your weight. All your fitness.
0: (laughs) Okay. Next one. Birth control can cause abortion. That's false. Um,
1: Birth control does not cause abortion. Generally, it's it's a method of contraception. Right. So if you are taking birth control, one, you should not be pregnant. Before you... Your doctor prescribes birth control. They make sure that they do a pregnancy test and they do multiple methods. So they do a blood test, which is most accurate, but they'll also do a urine test. Um, and so that way, you know, you're not affecting anything in your body if you were pregnant. But in general, it, you no, know, it doesn't cause abortions. That is,
0: no, okay, that's good. false. Okay. All right. You can't take this is we kind of talked about this earlier you can't take plan b or another emergency contraception more than once in your life that's one this is one that i heard back in the day
1: oh no yeah you can take it more than once you can take it i mean as many times as you need it but if you find yourself taking it consistently like more than once or twice or three times a month then that means that You're having a lot of sex, and you need to be on it.
0: (laughs) It doesn't (laughs) replace birth control. control. Right. Oh, my God. Get on something, sister. And, like, honestly, like, the stress that that causes, like, just, just for for God's sakes, get on birth
1: control. Yes, and, like, it's it's 87% efficacious within the first 24 hours. So, I mean, you are, like, having it rush to the pharmacy so that way you get its maximum efficacy and some people get embarrassed and there's just a lot that goes into it psychologically too so just get on birth control and if you want get on the copper iud if you don't want any hormones
0: yeah okay taking plan b can harm your long-term fertility
1: that's false Uh, because plan b is not something that you take every day right so it, it's completely false. So it won't harm your long-term fertility at all as long as you're not taking it every day.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay, last one. You need a prescription for birth control. That's true. Yes, that's true. So you do
2: need to go to your doctor's office and kind of discuss your preferences in birth control and basically what you're looking for. Do you want something more like long-term or short-term, um, what past medical history you, you have and things like that oh, that does require a prescription. Uh, what's really cool is that some states are allowing pharmacists to prescribe birth control. So I'm moving to Colorado next year and I'll have that authority. And I'm really excited about that because, you know, for patients, right? that's nice because they don't have to go to a doctor's office, make an appointment there and then go back to their pharmacy. Um, we'll have clinics inside of the pharmacy
0: to take care of that kind of visit that is nice and i know sometimes some places i don't know i don't know if it's like this in every state but you can theoretically go to planned parenthood and get a prescription there right
2: oh yeah yeah planned parenthood just wants to be on your
0: side and make it easy for you right
2: to basically um get what you need
0: okay yep well that's the end of those questions thank you so much this was very informative and super interesting and I appreciate you taking all the time to do this in the middle of this blizzard and power outage that you're in oh my gosh I know
2: it's crazy <laughs> well it definitely gave me something to look forward to and something to do
0: and something to be excited about <laughs> oh my gosh well you are one of the smartest and hard-working people I know and I it's such an honor to get your input on this I'm so glad to have a friend that is informed about this that I can share with my audience and uh yeah like I said I just, I really appreciate you doing this um yeah. so
2: thank, thank you for having me on I really enjoy it and you know if any of your audience have questions for you definitely in my way
0: I will because yeah I will not try to answer any medical questions oh my god can you imagine <laughs> <laughs>
2: and I mean there might be some things that I don't know so you don't yeah look at <laughs> For, for their best uh, interest so that way I don't
0: make something that, you know right that. <laughs> that's that's so nice okay thank you and thank you so much for tuning in all you beautiful angels until we talk next time stay heavenly